0: Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff, a Jets football podcast with your host Chris and from playlikeajet.com, Mr. Sharman Phillip. And remember, you can follow the show on Twitter at liftoffjets. You can follow Sharman on Twitter at grownfolk1980. You could also follow or read his articles at playlikeajet.com every week. And you can follow myself at cp7ny. And you could also find our Podcast wherever you find your podcasts at Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. And you can also find us at Radio, which is at sportsinarium.com backslash player. And you can follow the station manager there, Thomas Price, at Thomas Price 2017, for all the other great shows and the scheduling for all the great shows. So, Charmin, got one more game until it really matters to go.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: slowly but surely, man, we're almost there. I know. Um, I have, I like, I have this well of excitement kind of growing in my chest every time I hear the weeks go by. I'm thinking about it. Week one, week one. Normally, we've we we uh me we've we started a little thing where we go through every opening season game, but this year it's gonna be a little different for us. Um, for opening, we're not gonna make it. Some of our friends are gonna be upset. <laughs> I e Nicole, we <laughs> apologize. I know she, I know she's gonna be, you know, having her her, f- her first real tailgate. I think. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, she would. I know. I definitely would really want to support. You know, I feel bad that I'm not going, but trust and believe, Nicole, that we'll see each other sometime this year.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, um, I at some of the games. Maybe later on in the year. Yeah. We could go.
2: Most definitely. But yeah, it's, it's fun. um, And it's coming down to it now where you see, you know, when you know that it, that the season has almost started, you start seeing players with these little crazy little Nixon injuries that kind of just kind of, you know, that have them sitting out, which in reality, if it was actual season, they wouldn't be sitting out. Um, So you, so we have a bunch of those creeping up on the Jets roster um. So, you know, that that means that people have been deep in camp for a long time, for a while now, for the summer. And uh, and, you know, camp is kind of taking its toll, man. You know, also the fights are also another thing, too, where, you know, training camp is coming to an end. Um, every practice and every mixed practice where teams practice against each other there's all of these
0: fights. And that's, you know, guys are tired, man. They're ready to go, man. They're Get ready. <laughs> They're hungry. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what you oh think, yeah. Before we get into all the other stuff, um, mm. uh, the game against the Bucks. What's what stood out to you? Any anything big stuck stuck out to you? Good and bad. Uh, I want to.
2: I don't think I've spent enough time talking about Zach. I think I kind of in the first game kind of spoke a little bit about it. Um, I think there is. A transition period going on with this kid. I think you could tell that he is comfortable in that transition. There's very little frustration in his game, um, a little bit more relax, relaxation, um, a little bit more focus because the smaller things about his game that drive me nuts that he really didn't iron out as better for one. Like you know, just ball handling as a quarterback with you know play action and stuff like that. Which incredibly, watching his film in college, he didn't have an issue with. But when it came when he came to the NFL, started struggling with that stuff. Where it was you could he basically telegraphed his his play action, and uh, now there is a little bit a, a, a lot more nuance to it. Um, actually, kind of stole a little bit of Aaron Rodgers's you know hide the ball, you know, um, empty hand, play action type, you know, um, the way he's coming out of his, his boot, like the boot, he's basically getting his head around quicker. Um, There's a, just small nuanced thing as a nuanced things as a quarterback that I, that I, you could tell that he's working on those small things and it's, it's showing. Uh, Unfortunately, as much as there are good things about it, there are still the old Zach pieces to, to him. There was a ball he threw behind Lazard where I was like, wait, uh, that was old Zach. Um, because the reason why he threw the ball behind him was not because he did not he was late um, throwing the ball. He w- He wasn't late throwing the ball just because he was late. He was late because he was trying to trick the the safety by by basically pointing his head to the all the way to the left and coming back to the right well that doesn't always work and sometimes the depending on the on the read or the defense the simplest approach is the best and in that in that uh occasion i think he needed to just throw the ball in there we go for the timing and not try to go for the misdirection um and and that, to me, kind of uh, explains a lot of what uh, Zach Wilson struggled with. Always trying to do too much, man. Always trying to do too much. Always trying to be a little bit more flashy and a little bit more out there. When the game just calls for simple things. Just, you know, even in that incredible run that he had, you know, everybody's laughing. But it's not really funny if he had broken a few ribs when he ducked his head and smashed into that safety or whoever that came and hit him at the end of that run. Um, you don't take risks like this. You you already made the awesome play of running up the sideline. Just step out of bounds. Right. You know, you have to live to fight another play, man. You just have to do it. That's just, as a quarterback, I know it's fun, and it, but you have to have the choices you make as a quarterback. It seems stupid and mundane to a lot of people, but because of the position, doing the right thing most of the time is probably the best thing. You know, um, running backs do things where, oh, like they take the wrong hole, they hit the wrong hole because it wasn't really the hole that the blocking was meant to, but because of something they saw, they hit the wrong hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, your co- your coach might not, you know, he wouldn't make a big deal about it. He might tap you on the head and be like next time I'll always follow the blocking or something like that. Quarterbacks don't have that. Because most of the time making that mistake as a quarterback is something that you like you can't take back. Like throwing an interception. So you so you basically just gave the ball away. So your decision making has process has to constantly go constantly be on. And he hasn't gotten to that point yet, and I don't think it's something that is unteachable. I think he just, I think having somebody like Aaron Rodgers around is all is gonna over over the course of the season is gonna actually iron out a lot of that stuff because when the bullets start flying, pardon the um, expression, mm-hmm. um, you you his approach, Aaron Rodgers' approach to making decisions is gonna have. It's gonna have a healing effect in my opinion on a lot of the things that Zach Wilson does um whilst he plays football um he was, he's on hes gonna understand that it's fun yes but a lot of this it's just one two man it ha- it's very simple and a lot of it for him talent, he he has that in abundance but it's just Decision-making has to be a priority, man, at every waking moment because when you make a mistake as a quarterback, you set your team team back a lot just by making that one mistake. So it's it's always best that your decision-making is constantly on the go, positively. Anyway, I I spent a little bit longer speaking about Zach. I want to bring up a name I think I don't remember if I brought up before, in uh, UDFA, um, Trey Dean. Um, I think if you watch the game, the Bucks game, you will you would rem- uh, realize that name. Um, very exciting safety. Um, hasn't missed a, a tackle yet for the preseason. Um, I think the fact that he's hitting all he's hitting all these tackles is one thing, but the but there's nuance to it too. I think he's understand is understanding how to get to the tackle. A lot of the times, getting tackles is not just running to the ball. It's understanding how to get to the ball. And him, um, I have to shout out uh, Luke Grant from Play Like a Jet because in his breakdown of Trey Dean's game, one of the videos he shows is uh, Trey Dean basically contorting his body in a way so that when... Uh, the blocking tight end at the time tried to hit him, basically forcing the 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 tight end's hand to miss completely because he basically just took his shoulder out of the way while still keeping his eye on the running back and then basically you know dodging the the, the guard that was trying to hit him. So he dodged the the, the 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 um the blocking tight end who was coming at him then Dodge the tackle, and then hit the running back. That shows awareness, which (sighs) Nazarene Dean was a player that lacked awareness, in my opinion. A lot of talent lacked awareness. When you see players that have awareness, awareness is something that you can't teach. You have to understand the moment you're in or the situation you're in and and in a blink of an eye, make a decision, and you could tell that he has that in him. Um, so his understanding of getting to the ball and and making a decision, and not only that, um, there is a um, there is another use of the gun and bullet thing when it comes to linebackers or DBs or defensive players is understanding how to when to shoot your gun, which is making the decision to go for it. You know um he his recognition of where to go and go and then go for it is bang bang it's like it happens instantly there is no wasted thought or motion which is something when you add the awareness to it makes him move even faster when you already knew that he's a quite ex- a quite an explosive athlete to begin with so you add explosive explosive athlete Very little forethought because he's understanding of what he's seeing, meaning he's studying and understanding where he's supposed to be and situational awareness. Combine all those things together and um, you have a pretty talented player in my opinion and I think he's going to be he's definitely going to be pushing Robert Sala and Joe Douglas into a pretty hard decision about getting him off that roster because I have a feeling that he might be making it. Uh, Yeah. That those are the two players I really wanted to talk about. Um, of of course, I think uh, everybody saw um, big ticket playing right tackle, and yeah, he just killed it. Yeah, he killed that, it. Yeah. It's as simple as that.
0: Yeah, that you can't you can't ignore that. And yeah. that's <laughs> because today we found out that, or we're gonna find out hopefully today or tomorrow if uh, Dwayne Brown is coming off the p off the pup list. So. If he's off that, then that offensive line is coming together just in time, right? Because Barry Tucker is back. Um, Tomlinson is back. Titman's going to be out a week or two, but they said he should be ready for week one. But Man. we talked a little bit before. He probably won't start right away, though, because missing yeah. two, that's gonna, that'll be tough. But um, yeah, I feel like our offensive line is its going to look much better, I think, this next game. For the last game coming up against the Giants, if they play, you know. So I agree, and of course, Aaron Rodgers is going to play. So that's every that's on everybody's minds, and everybody's like, oh, hope he doesn't get hurt. And listen, <laughs> it, it, whatever happens, happens. You can't be worried about that because week one is two weeks away, you know. So what are we going to be worried about him get? We can't be. We can't have that on our minds every week. We just can't. I know it's going to be hard, but we can't be thinking about <laughs> injury, right? I mean, that's that—that's the only thing that could really slow us down. So let's not think about it. We got to think positive. We got to think, you know. I don't—I don't, I don't want to think about injuries. It happens.
2: As Jets in- <laughs> fans, we have two jobs this year. <laughs>
0: right.
2: Ignore the noise and the haters. Right. Because you know, if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. You know that. And uh, we have to. Uh, fight the feeling of you know everything wrong is gonna happen to us like we got to stop that man like you know we bask in whatever this is the thing I think I think at the end of the day I think we just we because of all the bad luck and, lo- and losing seasons I think a a, a a symptom of that is basically not being able to enjoy the moment. A lot of Jets fans watching Twitter and just social media in general, a lot of Jets fans just cannot just enjoy what we got. You know what I mean? For what it is right now, just take it in. Just take it for what it is, man. You know? And you're like, you just waiting for the other shoe to fall is basically ruining the chance to just enjoy being a Jets fan. I think we've spent, Chris and I have spent time talking off off recording um just talking about the fact that when was the last time we felt this good about being a jet fan <laughs> we, you know we, what i mean <laughs> <second>
0: year, <laughs> right the, the, second, yeah. the first year like we didn't really see us making it to the afc championship game but once we got there that following yeah. year
1: it was like oh, oh you
2: know
0: yep so
2: yeah that, yeah right? and 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 but that feeling if you were a jet fan back then you remember what that felt like you remember what it felt like to be like just basically bathing in it you know un, you know just taking it for what it was that whole season and yeah. as disappointing as it was to, the way it ended I think I think we've forgotten what it felt like
0: right. You know,
2: because because, yeah, it ended and not only did it end, but all these bad stuff happened afterwards. It basically kind of erased our memories right. of that feeling. And because of that, we're not willing to. A lot of just fans not willing to. Of course, there's I can't say all because there are a few people that are just in it, you know, just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> rolling <in> it, <laughs> you know. And I, I'm happy to see that, man. I'm incredibly like it gives me such joy to see some Jets fans that I, that, that I, I'm always like, man, I don't want to read this tweet right now. <laughs> you know, right. now when I, I, am I re- I'm reading their tweets. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, that's the feeling, man. That's how it is. Because at the end of the day, there is so much going on here. it's not just the arrival of Aaron Rodgers, but there's so much more positivity around this team, um, that I think we should just take time to enjoy it for what it is, man, because I think it's going to help us enjoy whatever the finish is. It's going to en- make help us enjoy it even more if we're there from the beginning, yep. in there. You know what I mean? Taking it for what it is.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. So that's that's why we, we got to be excited about this. We can't be worrying about all these injury stuff and what if and the what if and I don't. I don't want to talk about that stuff because that's all negative, and we can't go back and we can't go in that direction. We have to stay in the positive direction with this team because, like you know, because on paper this team can match up. I think with any with any team. I'm not saying we could beat any team, but we can match up against any team in the league.
1: Yep, it's
0: my feeling.
2: Thank you. That no, that's see to me that's the perfect way of putting it. Because this is because this is the argument, right? I'm listening to a lot of talking heads talk of, um um mention the Jets. The the one thing I realize, and there's like kind of a, co- a commonality between the conversations, is that everybody is willing to put us in the fray, but they're not willing to give us the crown, which is fine with me. This yeah. is all we have been waiting for as Jets fans. Respect. Is what we have always wanted because everybody's conversation always started with, well, it's the Jets. Right. Now, instead of that, it's like, well, bro, it's the Jets. So, as in, you better go in there wanting to play. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're going to get your head not clean off. It's basically that's what it is. And the names keep rolling off their tongues. Of players that we know that uh, are game changers, man. These are things that we've been dreaming of for years. And we finally had it. We finally
0: have it. So let's just enjoy it, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the way I look at it. Enjoy the ride because we don't know how it's going to end. So enjoy every week as it comes. That's the way I look at it. I'm taking every week and saying, hey, we got a shot every single week. We're not going into a week where it's like, all right, we're not going to win this game. Let's worry about it. You know, like the last few years, well, what have we been doing, right? We, we go into the week saying, all right, we got a shot to win this one maybe. Or, all right, we got no shot, right? Sometimes <laughs> the last couple of years, last few years, it's been, yeah, we got no shot at this game. Like, forget it. Let's just hope it's not a blowout. Stuff like that. But now it's like you're going into a game, even against Kansas City, the team that won the Super Bowl. I look at it as we got a shot to beat them. I don't think we have no shot. I don't think we're going into it like, man, I hope it's – I just hope, uh, you know, Mahomes doesn't – With our defense, we're going to be in every single game. Yeah. And guess what? This year we got a guy named Aaron Rodgers, and we got Reese Hall back, and we got Mm -hmm. and we got all these weapons now. And like, oh, so we can against anybody now.
2: Yeah, you didn't mention Dalvin Cook.
0: Exactly, you got it too. You're right. (laughs) Welcome, Dalvin Cook. So yeah, so I I think I think we're we're doing good. Um, so looking at it, looking into this last game, is there any anything you're really looking for? Like the only thing I'm looking for really, I want to see the offensive line. I want to see Becton. Obviously, Rogers is going to play what one or two series probably at the most. Um, well, what are you looking for in the game? Anything? I think I
2: think more than anything I think I think I am looking for the starters on both sides of the ball to kind of get in and out like you know the the uh what what's the word I'm looking for they I I would like them to smooth out all those rough edges because I think I think people forget that I don't care how good of a team or how long you've been playing I think every season is a different animal and even if you played last year the fact that you're coming into this year not only the fact that you've changed so many players and probably the leader or the general of your offense is different I think just the NFL in a in a way has changed and so many and because it's just a different day, so much different things could happen and the possibilities are endless because it's a, a new season. Of course, that's that's always something. Um, but um ironing out all those, you know, edges that you kind of grow because you haven't played real football in a little while is what I want them. I I, I need them to do, in my opinion. That's what I want to see. I want to see uh linebackers um communicating the the deep back back side of the defense communicating i would like to see um the growth of the youth on the defensive line because i know what Quinnen could do i know what the guys from seattle that we brought in i know they've been in the game for a minute so they understand certain things i i want to see clemens's growth i want to see jermaine johnson's growth you know what i mean i want to see bryce huff's continuous growth you know what i mean um On offense, just the understanding of that offense, you know, coming in and out of the huddle, understanding the the exchanges from Aaron Rodgers, um, play for play or what they're seeing by defenses and stuff like that. The communication that all that stuff, you know, just just the beginning of it, in my opinion, I want to see I want to see them just start ironing that stuff out. Um, That's what I'm looking forward to. Not too much. I'm not looking for them to score. Say the truth. It's not really a big deal for me, um, because because at the end of the day, it's not the score that matters. Um, because it, the score will matter in week one. What will what will matter is being able to get the play calling in your head, um, in the helmet, transfer it to the players. The players understand what the play the play is. If there's a uh, you know an audible of some sort that needs to be called, it's a smooth transition from whatever play it was before to the new play um and everybody on the line and and then on the offense getting it so that to me is the most important thing because i think more than anything if you're going to say if you're going to pinpoint one issue that this this team might have is the chemistry on offense and if they start ironing out those little things first i think that then the chemistry could grow quicker and instead of waiting until week six or seven for them to start playing well together, it might happen way before that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I listen, I, I was I was concerned I think we were all concerned about uh Abinikanda getting hurt last week. But if he does miss any time, but I think they said he's gonna probably be back for week one, but if he does miss any time, then that probably saves um uh, Bam Knight's spot because it looked like he was going to be the odd man out with uh, Cook being signed um, so if if Abinacanda misses any time at all then that I think that saves Bam Knight's spot but if not you know if if he's back by week one Abinakanda, if he could play week one then I think uh, Bam Knight might be done what do you think?
2: That's an interesting thing, man. And I think it's going to come down to probably things that I can't see that 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 the coaches see on tape. Um because there is growth in some a part of Abanica's game to me that's restrictive. Uh or was in my mind or in my opinion restrictive for him was I never thought of him of a player of grand vision as a running back. What? Um one of the uh if 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 you want to see what vision is it's almost like being able to see things happen before they happen um i think that's one of the things that cook has uh immense talent at because a lot of the times him hitting the hole it happens so quickly as you i think we pay, we pay attention too much of in how long he ran but we didn't understand how he got from A to B, most of the re- reason why is because he anticipates blocks and anticipates movement and then he does the opposite, creating his own lane. A lot of the reason why he's so he he's been a home run hitter, and of course he's incredibly fast. um So I think Bam Knight's vision is, in my opinion, better than Abana at this point. But you could tell that he's getting better. Kanda has been getting really good. Um, that's another thing, man. These coaches have been doing a hell of a job because a lot of those players have been doing. I haven't seen a lot of players make a horrible mistakes all all preseason. Really, haven't. There's been a constant drumbeat of players that just stop, keep getting better and making good plays. Um, it's incredible. It's incredible, man, to, to watch. Um, but yeah, um, going back to the Bannekanda um thing, I don't know, man. Do you do you do you actually sit the kid down and risk losing him over or do you take the more talented player and let him go? That's crazy because I think Bam Knight is incredible. I I I I know a lot of people will say, well, you know, um that he, um, you know, that he didn't play well after he started. Well, I think if you go back and watch that tape, you will notice that Bam Knight struggled mostly because the offensive line wasn't blocking well. Right. Not because he wasn't good, you know. And in the, you saw, of course, there was a few mistakes that he made here and there because I think he was pressing a little bit, probably because he understands the same thing because of the conversation me and you are having right now. Mm -hmm. Um, that he understands the situation he's in, and he might have to do a little bit more to convince the coaches to keep him because he understands the kid was just drafted and a draft, a a drafted pick, you know, trumps anything else, you know. So, um, but yeah, man, I I don't know how they're going to be able to keep, I don't think they'll be able to, they're going to be able to keep both of them. Um, yeah, I think
0: they're going to keep the four. Yeah, but that can be the odd man out and
2: yeah, I think I think it's leaning the way that uh that Knight is out is out and and Kanda is in. And another thing that that just fits um Kanda is is that talent that they've been looking for. You know, the the game-changing speed, home run hitting speed type of player. Um even if to me in my opinion that Knight is not that far behind him. Um, but being no matter how small the space is between them on the ladder, the fact is uh, in our minds, or if you, if you kind of weigh it, you know, slight um, Mabannikanda because of his draft pick and youth just has that little bit ahead of him, you know? So the way it's looking is not good for the, for, for the kid. And, you know, I I, I'm, I'm not really happy about it, but, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of, Stuff we're not gonna be happy about when cut day comes. Um, but we're still gonna we're gonna have to understand that these are things as Jets fans we never were privy to. We they, we never got those things before. We were lucky if we kept were able to keep guys and some of the guys we kept, some of them didn't even deserve to be kept. So <laughs> the fact that now we have talent enough so much that when the cut day comes, we're like, man. What are we going to do with this guy? You know, we don't want to lose him. But then we have other guys that are as talented as him. So, you know, but it, it's it's wonderful to know that the Jets are so talented. But it's also sad, you know, to notice some of those players might be leaving.
0: Yeah. I mean, think about it. The last few, few years we've been doing this, we've been talking, you know, the, the day, you know, the week after, you know, cut day and all that. We're like, any of them surprised you? We're like, nah, not really, you know. Hmm. So now, like, <laughs> yeah. he's gonna be cutting some decent players. So, you know, and even Corey Davis, that's the big rumor now that he might get traded because he's been away from the <sighs> so, uh, I
2: do you think this is actually founded information or this is just people hope- uh sus you know, just out there trying to get info because I- the Jets are not really giving any info.
0: Listen, if they if they trade him or cut him, whatever it might be, whatever they do. They just better bring in another veteran wide receiver. I don't want to see Brownlee and Gibson as a mm-hmm. five and six, because now if one of the big guys get hurt, you know, now one of those guys is going to be playing some major time. And we don't know what these guys are going to do in the, you know.
2: Thank you for pointing that out, because I think I think that in my – I will lean on what you're saying more than I lean on anything else, because I don't – I I never believed that that, that was real. Um I, th- I think that in a lot of ways, he brings certain things to the game that kind of lends itself to the scheme. Um, his size and his blocking ability, to me, just those two things pair really well with what they want to do with the in- the outside zone calls um, in that scheme. So um, blocking on the edge is something um, uh, the teams that do it really well, they have running backs that go 14, 15, 1600 yards for the season. And if you don't, you just And you're trying to call outside zone calls Yeah, you're going to look like a fool It doesn't matter what you could do up front If you don't have really talented Athletic offensive linemen That could climb to the second level And wide receivers that could block on the edge Yeah, you're done And to me, Lazard and and, uh, And CD In my opinion, make The Jets different When it comes to blocking on the edge Because Lazard is a beast blocker i mean oh my god i mean if you've ever watched his tape blocking this is not he looks like a damn tight end blocking He doesn't look like a wide receiver um and then the same thing with with Corey davis it's crazy so you pair those two guys that could block on the edges the way they get they block you you're telling me you're willing to cut part ways with that when you know you need it so much, no, because guess what? As as incredibly talented as Garrett Wilson is, he is not a, the, on the level of blocking as those players are. Right. So I, I I said that I said when Lazard came over, one of the first things that that intrigued me is in is being able to run the ball out of out of twelve personnel with three wide receivers. Like what? You have you. You're telling me you're gonna expose your your nickel nickel corner to a guy of the size of C- of, of Corey Davis or Lazard with hmm. your running back running in the in the. And we listen. This is this is a total mismatch. This is this is something I think they they will explore at some point during the season. And if and if it does work, they'll play. They'll do it a lot. So. I, I just don't see Corey Davis going anywhere because, it, in my opinion, it just works so well. It does. It pairs so well that his skill set just pairs a, a lot with what they're doing or what they could do.
0: Definitely, yeah. I I, I really unless listen. If they move them, then they better bring in. I think a a more veteran, proven wide receiver in because I'm sure another guy's going to get cut. We see it all the time. A guy's going to fall. You know, guy's going to get cut. So that that would be my only way to say okay, we're going to bring in someone else other than Davis. But, you know, and maybe it's going to – it's to save, I think, $10 million if he gets cut. If that's what it is, that's what it is. But I think it's crazy. I'm sorry. Because now you're going with Wilson, which is great. Garrett Wilson, Lazar, and Hardman, right, as your top three. And then after that, what do you got? You got Cobb as your four. And then the next two are Gibson and Brownlee. That's a yeah. like great depth to me at wide receiver. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. But if you throw Davis in there, and yeah, keep uh Gibson changes fine. things. Right. Gibson is a good yeah. guy. We've seen him on the punt return. Yeah, maybe. Okay. But yeah. So that was the one thing yeah. I, I'm a little concerned about.
2: But as, see- good as, Br- as good as as good as Brownie, not to cut you off, uh, as good as Brownie has been. I see, I I I would take Gibson over him right now because I just think that Gibson takes plays a better role as a free as a special teams player, and so, um, and the and I mean, I mean we have world class speed already, but to add that, sheesh.
0: Exactly. You know. So yeah. So, that's the big thing we're looking at for the next game. um, and then we got the week off. So next week we're gonna do a pre a full preview. We'll do over and under stuff like that. We'll try to pick our Super Bowl picks and some right, some wrong <laughs> like we do every year, <laughs> yep, just so like a, we'll, we'll kind of let's look at some of these teams before we get to the preview next week, like especially in our division, how do you think? I, the one team I know we're a little bit, maybe a little bit different on is New England. I don't think New England mm. had a big year this year. I really do. I think they're going to be they're going to have a hard time getting out of last place in this division.
2: And I, and I and I told you that um, that if that defense could play like they did last year, which I think people again people not paying attention um, right. because of because of how bad that offense offense was. It was truly offensive. There was. Um, if, you, if you're if telling me that that defense could place top five in both run and pass defense, which is unheard of, ridiculous. That's, those are legendary type numbers. Um, defenses that do that are basically go down in history as some of the best defenses. Um, that's how well they played last year. And the only reason why... Um, this team struggled was because their offense was horrid. Like, right? And I know everybody wants to blame um, Mac Jones for the reason why, but if you have a quarterback that does certain things really well, and then you basically take it out of his hand, you know, and call all these plays that that don't match his skill set, as an offensive coordinator, what in the world are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know. Anyway, you might know more football than me, but I'm t- I'll am i tell you one thing you're not. You're not an offensive coordinator. That's right. all. You know, I could tell you that. The same way you could tell me I'm not a football player, I'm not. And you just, just, just tell me. You, you, pr- you might be a good coach, but that still doesn't make you a good offensive coordinator. And you've proven that you're not. And imagine making two people, two guys, that have never been offensive coordinators, play the part of an offensive coordinator. Yeah, no,
0: no, and I'm surprised. Listen, Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. I'm shocked he did that last year. Shocked,
2: yeah, everybody was shocked. It wasn't you, there were listen, people were twisting themselves into multiple pretzels trying to explain away the reason why this happened. Nobody could give you a definite understanding of the reason for the move because it. Because from the beginning it was disaster. Why? None of those guys are good at doing what are you what you're asking them to do. Why do you think they would do it well?
1: Right. You know? <laughs>
2: it makes and sense. It's crazy. And not only that, you're risking the growth of a of a fled of a fledgling. You have a young quarterback that needs guidance. Not only do you give him two guys that are not offensive coaches, number one and are not often, have never called plays and never been offensive coaches on that level before, but you're giving them to them the growth or you put in, you're giving them the responsibility to help grow this young quarterback that's talented enough, in my opinion, you're risking his growth. Right. A year of listening to two different guys. That's the that's one of the issues. We've seen this happen to us. We listen. The Jets were bad at at growing quarterbacks. There's a reason for that because there were too many voices in the room at a, at one point. Well, that's what happened to New England. So, that's not supposed to happen under the the guide of a of a legendary coach, and that's why nobody could explain to me or explain it in, to anyone that that made any kind of sense. You know? Yeah. and yes, and yes, there might be scars that he might have to overcome which would probably maybe never cure because we've seen of young offensive players that get mixed up in stuff like that where teams just create the wrong atmosphere for them and they never grow out of it. and you just keep asking yourself over and over again, where is all that talent we saw because you've just scarred them, Forever and then and to me the 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 drawing back and forth on the sideline that you saw from him and all that stuff I think that that definitely had a profound um um uh, impact on his on his career in my opinion and I would like I I would what Bill O'Brien um is it Bill O'Brien I forget his name yeah is that the new offensive coordinator yes um his job now is to smooth over all this. And actually bring the kid back to what he was doing the year before because I don't... Again, people forget. There was a time last... Not last year, the year before when people were like, wait, did the Patriots get another Tom Brady? What the hell? Mm -hmm. Because he was playing that well. Right. I mean, he wasn't putting out incredibly... But the smooth transition for play action, the timing, the foot... Everything about his game was so... You're like, wait, this kid is incredibly confident for a rookie. What the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. You know? And then all of a sudden you take that and guess, and then you bang, throw it into a meat grinder. What do you think is going to happen? You know what I mean? So I I, I I, I, agree with you to a point that I don't know what, which version of him you will see this year because of what happened last year. Yeah. But I think Bill O'Brien has a chance because especially he has the pedigree to to grow this kid. I think to bring him back down to where he was in his rookie year and grow him. I think having play competent football to match what that defense could do is still in my opinion a team that could give hell to anybody that shows up. So um I understand what you're saying. Um, especially with the kind of talent we're, we're going to talk about, the Bills and the Dolphins, um, I think I think yes, it will be tough for them to to place anywhere but fourth. But I don't think we you, you should be sleeping on this team at all.
0: Yeah, I I just I also look at just I I kind of look at their wide receivers, you know, yeah, Kendrick Bourne, Juju Smith, Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton, Ty Montgomery, you know. I know they did sign uh, uh, Gusecki, the tight end. Yes. Uh, wide receiver. Uh, so, I don't know. Then they did get um, Zeke Elliott, you know, to go with Steve. Mm-hmm. So, maybe, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's going to – it was a different division, maybe. Like, it was the – Yeah. L- yeah. They could definitely, you know, second in that division. But this is going to be a tough one for them. Because when you look at the other teams – right? Buffalo. I mean, you're talking Buffalo, Miami, and the Jets. Those are three teams on paper that, you know, that could match up with any team. Again, what I was saying with the Jets, Buffalo too. We've seen Buffalo last few years, maybe not in the playoffs, but in the regular season, you know, last year they went 13 and three, uh, Miami nine and eight. But all those teams are gonna have to deal with the Jets now. So and Miami, I think the the big thing with Miami is obviously you mm. talked about it, right? Is Tua, the health of Tua. Can he get through a full season? That's gonna be the story with Miami. If he could get through a full season, yeah. Because they're a much better team with him being that quarterback because we know who their backup is now. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: And 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 he already he's already in concussion protocol, unfortunately, oh. um, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I think I think I'm going to start with the Dolphins. I think I think the fact that people um, go back and and watch the beginning of the season last year and tell me you weren't scared to, to uh, shitless, excuse my language, <laughs> for um, how good that team would be,
1: yeah.
2: because they were basically beating the crap out of anybody and everybody. What are they, what were they at some point? What didn't they? weren't they seven and one or something like that? What is hadn't they won a bunch of games that they were they were like taking the NFL by storm? Yeah. At some point, and then and then all of a sudden, Tua Tua was leading the league in 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 yards. It was Tua and uh, um, what's his name from from Seattle. Yeah. They- we like, I remember me and you having the conversation, going like, the world, like we're definitely living in an upside down world. <laughs> we we're like, wait,
0: what? They were 3-0 and they lost their next 3 then they won their next 5. And Thank they won you. the next 5. <laughs> you know like yeah that was because of the tour
2: injury. Right. But but do you understand to do that to do that the kind of the way they were playing to do that in the NFL you have to be good. And they were good on offense, man. They were really good on offense. They were just nobody had an answer for uh Tyreek Hill. Nobody had an answer for um uh, what's the other kid's name? Waddle. Um, that it's just crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, and and the and the play action game just had people defenses befuddled. They did not understand how to stop them, um, how to quiet them down. And like you said um, correctly, as when Tua started getting injured, is when the game just changed. You know. Um, you could you could say that the protection up front has been better. Um the addition of Terran Armstead was awesome for them. Um Eichenberg has been good. Um but to me, there's certain there's still certain guys on that line that I'm like questionable about, you know. But but we have a sec they have a second year now to, you know, to see what they could do. So, you know, we we can't forget, like I said they they were willing to part ways with uh, their tight end who had been around for a minute right um oh yeah they, i don't i i don't think it's because they think they have a uh somebody that that's actually going to take his place i think it's because they they're just going to be calling the game different um
0: i, I think uh, i think you mentioned it last year yeah well we talked about it it's like he just was not a good fit in their in, in yeah. their offense
2: yeah Basically, that's what it is. You're gonna ask this. This dude is not a blocker. Right. You can't ask him to seal edges when it, that's just not his game. You know. So guys like Tyler Croft and and I think uh, Durham Smythe is the next guy. The guy they have a tight end. I think. Um, those guys. That's what they do. You know. So so you're asking them to do that, and they and their hands are not not horrible. They're good. They have good enough hands, but they could do that. You know. Uh block and roll and kind of leak out and catch a a ball underneath because guess what? If you're playing defense against Waddle and and, uh, Tyreek Hill, you're going to be playing off. So underneath, the underneath stuff is going to be there. You know what I mean? There's going to be a lot of those underneath tight end uh, um, uh, kind of a a cross crossing route where the tight end is going to pop out real empty. He's going to be open like hell and he's going to run a long way before he get caught so um yeah they just need people that could be able to play the play the situation where most of the time maybe you're not leaking out you're just you're blocking and you need to be able to seal that edge and get and get those running backs out there get uh Mostert out there get gaskin out there so um yeah i i i think this team is a little bit more formidable than people give them credit um I am I was I was always been a fan of Christian Wilkins defensive end um I just don't know I'm um, Jalen Phillips too remember when Jalen Phillips was coming out how much of a big fan I was yeah um they have I think I I just don't I don't believe in Bradley Chubb and the fact that they paid him all that money is still kind of not sitting well with me I'm probably in the minority here um but I'm you know, I'm just I I was I was not I, um and the fact and the fact that Jalen Ramsey is gonna be out for the first seven games is, is a bad look. Um but it was a really good idea to bring him in because he basically he 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 kind of to me ties that defense in a lot of ways because he could do so many different things. Um so it it, it would be awesome to see what they could do when he comes in. Um, they just they they have talent at at corner. They do. They really do. I think I I think if you if you um remember Chris, a lot of those guys, uh, some of those names are guys that we ourselves watched um when we did our pre our um our draft in the for the last few years. Uh, Igbonogami, um, um Cam Smith, um Nick Needham, uh, names that are just you know talented guys that we saw coming out right um that we knew that that were going to make the NFL so anyway that's for the Miami Dolphins uh the Bills on the other hand is another team that people forget that are incredibly talented um holy crap like the team was it was supposed to be the team to win the Super Bowl last year and at some at for most for the most part of last year that's what they were going to do until Josh Allen had that kind of a uh, what what did he have a, a a wrist injury or something? I can't remember what it was. Kind of just was it?
0: What last year you said?
2: Yeah, he wasn't. He, didn't he have a, like a nagging injury at some point, and then the like kind of play kind of just dipped a little bit. Uh I think so. Yeah, I I don't think he had like a a a a an injury where he was sitting. I think it was uh, like a nag. I, I don't know if it was an ankle or something. He, I remember something happened, and you could just tell that the game kind of, you know, it kind of just dipped a little bit. Um, But there is, I think we've spoken at length about the fact that they live and die by Josh Allen. Um, uh, Brett Brett Coleman uh, um, of uh, Twitter fame uh, and the Bootleg Podcast has a funny way of calling them. He says they're the fighting Josh Allens. (laughs) <laughs> um which yeah it's funny as hell because that's what they are because yeah. it's basically they go as he goes um and they basically lean on him for everything which is incredible when i think um you have running backs and it's not that they don't run the ball I, I if you watch the numbers they run the ball pretty well yeah the fact is the the problem is they don't run the ball when they need to and they they fall into this in they fall in love with the Josh Allen Crazy plays way, way too often when it, when they really don't need to, and they could lean on other parts of their offense. You know what I mean? So so I think I think that's what they missed with uh, um, their former coach. That's with the Giants now. He had a he had an a instinct of when to pull Josh Allen back and when to let him go. Um, and I think they need that going forward to really kind of uh, guide them to the next level of where they you know of. You know what everybody's expecting them to do is compete for a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so, but again, I think the biggest, um, I think they lost their middle linebacker. Not, I think, but their their middle linebacker, they didn't pay him. Uh, they let him go to the uh, the Chicago. I think, yeah, I think he went to Chicago. Um, yeah. Um, but I think I I don't think that is a big of a miss as people think it, it is. I think. He, um, I think the kind of defense they play, um, called for a different type of linebacker. Um, that's why you saw them pay Milano first and then, um, and then not pay. Oh man, his name just misses me. Um, yeah, uh, so and and you saw a lot of growth from some of those guys, you saw growth from, um, you saw growth from uh, um, some of those pass rushes. I saw... Um,
0: well, think about Epinesa. Uh, yeah, all those guys, they drafted in the first round. Yeah. last couple of seasons, right? Russo. Yep. Was one. Um, Epinesa. Yeah. And Oliver yeah. inside.
2: Basham. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. and, and, yeah. And
2: Oliver... And Oliver... You see, I remember having this argument, so people can't even tell me. People... <laughs> People told me that Ed Oliver was better than Quinn and Williams. Come I was on. like, you must be out of your damn mind. Come on. You I, <laughs> you crazy? <laughs> Man, Can't. he Can't. is what he is. You know what I mean? He is what he is. And 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 you know what? I like a couple things that they did. They brought Leonard Floyd in, um, which I think it kind of fits what they do a little bit more than what their middle linebacker what they would ask their middle linebacker to do. I also um I think the, um, when their defensive tackle, Daquan Jones, got injured last year, I think a lot of the reason why they stopped, they um, they had a little issue with stopping the run, especially against us. I don't know if you remember um, one of the games, that the, I think one of the games we basically just kind of bludgeoned them to death at the end of the game yeah. was because of the fact that Daquan Jones was injured. Um, and I think the um, they brought uh, Puno Ford in who is who is kind of that's his game is run, stopping the run in the middle I think you have you have that as a backup so if something happens to Jones you're gonna have Ford in the back for that um so I um I like the additions they did I like the subtractions I like you know the stuff that they did it's always gonna come down to Josh Allen and what he does um of course um that, that I think there was a there's something I'm missing. Oh, the kid that they got from the Colts last year, the running back that was their returner. Did you hear
0: him? He had some kind of freak accident. Yeah, I think he's done for the year.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Did That's so see, sad, did man.
0: Did you see they signed this week?
2: Signed,
0: uh, 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 Ty Johnson.
2: All right, 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 right,
0: right. So, all right, let, all let, right. let me you this outside of well, even in our division, but AFC, mm. I don't want to hear about Cincinnati, mm. I
1: don't
0: care about Casey. What's a team that you think is going to surprise a lot of people that nobody's really talking about? Yeah. You kind of hinted at New England, but who? Uh, Give me another team that you think might surprise somebody this year. I don't know. I have
2: two teams, and I don't think I. There's one of one of them. I think people should be mentioning, and I haven't heard a lot of people say is Jacksonville. Yeah. If you're telling me that what they did last year was a fluke, you must be out of your mind. Right. Um, they still have the same coach, and they have a they all these young players that played the the guts out, um, to get into the playoffs last year. They they were a year stronger and a year older. A year more experienced. That to me, you put all of that together, and you you get an incredible uh set of players and an incredible coaching staff, in my opinion, down there. Um, and I, there's a there's a team that I think is a little controversial to mention because I don't think a lot of people like the quarterback that much. But uh, if you don't think the Browns is a problem or will be a problem, yeah, uh yeah I think you I think you would be out of your mind because go back and look at the numbers from last year and that team had no business having the numbers they had last year because their quarterback was who he was
0: well he didn't come in no him. business he uh was it eleven or twelve right
2: yeah but but the the person that played most of the snaps for the year before he came in mm-hmm. they had a backup we had a backup quarterback playing quarterback for them yeah. And for the for their offense to still have the numbers that they had and still be and still be able to run the ball like they did and still be able to play defense like they did last year. In my opinion, if you think that that team is not is not better now, I don't know what to tell you. They 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 they, they will be a problem for teams um this year.
0: That whole north that whole eight- Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the whole the- so, no, <laughs> like always, like always. Yeah, uh, I think you know mentioning that. I think that's. I think another team people are sleeping on is the Steelers, right? Like you, you think you're gonna no? They oh yeah. Remember last year we were like for the first time they're gonna have a losing record. Nope, they did nope. not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and think about it, Cleveland. Like you just said, you get Deshaun Watson from week one, also with a normal. Uh, you know, training camp and a normal off season now. Finally, mm. after last year's debacle or whatever, uh, off off season stuff. He's this guy's a top five, top ten at the least quarterback mm. in the league. He's one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. So you yep. add to that team, yeah. That's I, that whole uh, division. Uh, like, and what, uh, uh, what
2: do I tell you? What did I? What did I I think I, we've had this conversation before, where I point out again. One of the best offensive lines in the NFL is the Browns offensive line. I'm sorry, but if you're not paying attention to these guys, you know who Jedrick Wills is, right? Yep. You know who Joel Bittanio is, right? Like, are you kidding me? You know who Wyatt Teller is? Come on, man. Like, they just name after name after name, and they've been playing together for a minute, and they're very good at what they do. They're incredibly athletic, number one. So that means... They could beat you on on two edges and get get their zone calls in and get and get their running back on the edge on the edge if he if that's what you need him to do because he could do that because he's an elite runner that's number one and then not only that because he's not zone running is not his thing he likes to kill you bludgeon you run right over you that's his game and guess what they do really well power gap that's what they do really well so it. Man, the Browns is a problem. Back. The
0: Browns is a problem.
2: It they have a pretty just good goes. <laughs> What's that?
0: I said they got a pretty good running back as well.
2: Yeah, that's what I I said. I mean, if you don't, if, if Nick Chubb is 1A, or if not, the best running back in the NFL, right. hands down. You know what I mean? And, and it, to me, I think where the issue is, or where the issue might lie is in the way they uh use their their skill position players wide receivers which is, which is what I want to see. I want to see what they're going to do. I love the addition of, I love Cedric Tillman yeah. and I and I love Elijah Moore. And I and I love what JaKeem Grant could do. You know, I think, but I I want to see how they deploy them. I I really do want to see offensively how that will work, right, bro? Yeah,
0: right.
2: I didn't. Yeah, that's I
0: like <laughs> really good receivers. And oh, by the way, yeah, they also got and a- and, and DPJ,
2: right? And Donovan Peoples Jones, yeah, big possession type wide receiver. Come on, man, they got talent a lot everywhere on that team, and we know. They have one of the best pass rushers in the NFL in Garrett, you yep. know. And it's crazy, man, the kind of talent they have. And that's where Zedarius Smith ended up at the right end. Yep. You know.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's so. I'm telling you, it's, that's going to be – when we, when we hit our preview next week, it's going to be interesting how we're going to pick these divisions because that AFC North is just ridiculous how good – I mean, you can make an argument for any one of those teams. Yeah. And that's true. You know, maybe all right. Maybe you don't believe in Pittsburgh's quarterback yet, so you're kind of like, all right, maybe I won't pick them. But you're going to go against Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, <laughs> Lamar Jackson in a in a big time. They added. What did they add? They added uh, Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Did um
2: the kid they, the kid they drafted. The right, the the the
0: hey, flowers was that the guy they they dress? yes, they got him, they got the new offense, they got uh the new OC. Hmm. You got baby that, guy.
2: if anything, if anything, that's that's my question. That's another question to me, and and yeah. people are gonna tell me I'm wrong, but um, it, that that his offensive style. I don't want to besmirch the name the name of uh, the guy, so I don't want to say it um, because I don't know. I I I am I'm I'm a little out on 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 him as an offensive coordinator, especially what you're gonna ask that particular quarterback to do.
1: Right. So if they
2: have a new type of plan that they've cooked up that that will work perf- perfectly for him, in my opinion, do it. Um, I want to see what it looks like. Um, I just hope that it doesn't take his game completely out. Because if they're going to tell me that they're not going to allow this incredibly alien-like athlete take that part of his game out and have him turn into some kind of drop-back passer, they're out of their damn mind. If that's what they do, yeah, you deserve everything you get. Right. Because, no, you have to be able to kind of unify his passing and his, his uh, you know, the elite-level Russia that he is as a quarterback, in my opinion, to make him the best quarterback he could be.
0: Definitely. And, and you know what? You got to remember, you also got uh, the running back coming back. This is going to be the second year he's coming back from the.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. Um, forget his
0: name. You know? Yeah. So that's that, that. And then you got your tight ends, right? You got Isaiah Likely, who came around a little bit last year. And, of course, yep. this is another team loaded. <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, there's the big question mark with like you just said, that's mm. that's if he stays healthy. You've seen him in the last couple of years miss, you know, six, seven games at the end of the year. So he's got to he's got to prove himself, too. He's got to stay healthy. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I think there true. is there
2: is there is another thing with that with that offense, with those wide receivers that we haven't spoken about, too. They they never really had on the outside sides. Right. Um, of course, we're we're gonna take Zay Flowers and Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham out of it because they seal those little smaller guys that are in and out of their bricks real fast. Um, but if you go, if you check, um, to me, um, somebody like LaQuan Treadwell, that's a bigger guy. Um, a guy like Nelson Aguilar, even if he's a slight guy, I think he's a bigger guy. A guy like Devin Duvernay is a bigger guy. I think they're adding space um size that's something they did not have at the wide receiver position. Oh, um so yeah baton is not a small dude either yeah so yeah um yeah that to me that's a shift in things that's there's a that's a slight shift in the way they do things which in again to me that makes him even more dangerous. That's why in my opinion you can't you can't take away his runs in my opinion completely yes you you i think i think you add a uh, uh, a more sound passing game to that offense and not make the offense all about the running game but you can't uh in my opinion stifle him just to a run a, a drop back passer and to me that's that's not that's not a good idea
0: and they also signed this week uh clowny too to davian clowny yeah That'd i mean be- yeah
2: is he is he a game changer anymore i mean he's uh, a player in the nfl i think he's still good for what he could do i think he's still a pretty good run stopper but that's about it yeah
0: he's definitely not what he was so yeah um all right so we're we're gonna we're we're gonna get more into it next week um i'm curious to hear your answers too about uh when we get into the nfc as well um is there some surprise teams there as well so um be on the lookout. Next week we'll have our full preview. So we'll get ready. We'll get you ready for the season. Uh get us ready for the season as well. Because this season's starting, man. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about week one. And we'll be getting into preview in week one. But first, our full preview next week. And then the following week, we'll get to uh we'll be talking about week one of the NFL season. So uh until then, we will talk to you next week.
2: Take it easy, guys.